Coast 104.5 and up in Adam in the morning. It is my pleasure to bring someone on the show, a friend of mine. I met this uh, woman through Lady I Fancy, one of her good friends. She is a nurse. She just had the COVID vaccine, and I just have a ton of questions. Sam is up in Adam in the morning. I understand this is your first interview ever? Yes. No way. Yes. I'm so happy that Adam is Adam on Peel, up and Adam. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, okay, because first of all, for someone who doesn't know, I mean, you are a a good friend of Lady I Fancy, which is what we call her on the show because we don't use her name. And that's more more her thing than mine, for sure. Okay. Uh, You're a Cal Poly graduate. You are a nurse. And more importantly, for the purpose of this conversation, you, Sam, took the COVID vaccine. Mm Mm-hmm. What? First of all, thank you for your service in nursing. I mean, unbelievable. Oh, of course. What is, um, what was the vaccine like? It was just like any other flu shot. Um, you know, the only difference was how organized work was. It was like a scheduled thing. They had called me the day before to confirm that I was going to get it. And then, you know, it was in like our education building. I had to go check in. There was like more, pa- a little bit more paperwork involved and stuff and, and then after that, it was like getting any other vaccine. It's like, okay, take this shot. Here it is. And it was clickety-clack. You did know? it feel like any other shot? I mean, did it, I mean, there must have been some like heaviness, like, well, this is, this is it. I mean, think of the last time this happened. I mean, I was actually talking right. to somebody having a drink the other day. We were talking about the Roaring Twenties and, and what that period came out of. Well, it came out of the Spanish flu. And people were mm-hmm. like dressing up to go to the bank, for crying out loud. People were feeling themselves. It was a great time. And yeah, it was, that is so true. Yeah, so it's like, oh, hopefully, maybe we'll get there. Hopefully, these could be a second Roaring Twenties. But the last time we endured this was about 100 years ago. So your position and where you sit in the span of time is really fascinating as a nurse and getting the COVID yeah. vaccine when it came out. Yeah, no, I'll say for sure. Like, it did have, like, it, uh, like there was, like, an emotional feeling. Just that sense of security, for sure, is was the thing that, like, was so powerful because... Just because, you know, you, I do want to be able to go see my family or I want to be able to come home and, like, sit on my couch for a second when I get home from work and not feel like I have to lie on my couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, like, small stuff like that. Like, I mean, you'd be surprised what I keep in my car even to, like, spray it down after work. And just small stuff, like that sense of security of like, okay, I have this layer of protection now where I don't feel like I'm going to infect the people around me and I can, like, be a little bit more comfortable in my space. And it is like a little bit of a surreal feeling just because there's so many crazy things happening at once. It's like the vaccine is kind of like just another one of those things. But that security feeling has been really huge. And we're going to talk about that part in a second. Did you have the Pfizer one? Mm-hmm. Now, this is a two-dose scenario, right? So you have yeah. one and then like three weeks later you come back. Yep. yep. Did, did it hurt? Like did it, it was like a tetanus? Like you feel like someone punched you in the arm afterwards or what? So, yeah, my, my symptoms, I mean, it was a little bit sore, but the thing was I had actually done, like, a pretty hard workout, like, the day before, so I was already sore, so I couldn't really tell mm. the arm soreness, so it's kind of hard to even notice, but I did have, like, a few hours of nausea, and then that subsided after a few hours, and that was, like, my only reaction. Like, did you, like, did it put you on your, like, were you sitting on the couch or in bed, like, really affect you? No, I actually, I got this shot right before my shift. So oh. I was working and I was like, God dang it. Like, yeah. I don't want to feel like this right now. And I just was like, you know, I knew that if it got to a point I could like mention something and I could go 
like, I don't know what they would have done because we're already so short-staffed. It would have, like, it honestly probably would have screwed over a lot of the nurses if I ended up having to go home. So right. I was like, okay, if I actually start throwing up, I'll say something. But until then, I'm just going to, like, chug, chug along. You're and a rock star. It ended up, it ended up going, going away. It's, you see these videos now of, like, people who are taking it on live TV and, like, passing out or... Alaska's I need to look that up. That is so crazy. Yeah, no. Like, there was, and then there was a, one in Texas where, like, they gave the dude. They didn't even give him a vaccine. Like, they faked it. So that. Okay, I think I saw that one. That was a weird because, like, like you're not. Wonder wasn't even up or something. Right, and it's like it was depressed all the way down. And you're like, you're really not helping the public wrap their heads around this because even people who are not, who aren't necessarily quote unquote anti-vax. They're a little uh-huh. bit like they're a little bit like mm, no, I'm gonna wait and see how that goes for you. Like it's it's a weird oh, thing, absolutely. you know. Like, so come on, if it's a for publicity thing, like I don't understand like the the why why you would even have yeah. to like act it out. Mm-hmm. But like, hello, it's so obvious <laughs> if you do it like that. So in a you couple know? weeks, you're gonna take the second one. Mm-hmm. Have you heard? I heard this one like puts you on your like it puts you on your ass a bit. Yeah, actually, I didn't even know that until it was like a like a day after I'd gotten the first dose, and one of the nurses on my unit was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." Like, I kind of just assumed it would be like the first one. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize the second one had a different effect. So that'll be interesting. I think it. I think it just makes. I mean, it goes away quickly. I hear it may last less than a day. But I hear. Oh, okay. I hear it's pretty gnarly. Like you feel sick. Like you. You feel like you got sick. So there's a girl that um, I got hired with, and she works in the ER, and she got pretty sick after the first dose. Mm. Like, she had to be sent home. They actually ended up testing her for COVID because her she just had, like, body aches, dizziness, um, headache. Um, but it, like, kind of knocked her on her ass, and so they, they tested her, sent her home. It was negative. Mm. So she's just kind of, like, updating on her Instagram, like, how her symptoms are. I'm like, that's so interesting. I know. But then most of the nurses on my unit, I think... I've only heard of the arm pain and the, like, maybe fatigue. And I think that's it. Let me ask you a really honest question. Feel free to, mm-hmm. you know, did you feel like you had to be enthusiastic about this? Like, let me ask you this. If you weren't a nurse, you're a mm-hmm. woman in her 20s, you're super fit, you're healthy. Even if you did get this, you would be more than fine, statistically. If you, COVID. Yeah. If you weren't a mm-hmm. nurse... Would you, would you have taken it this early? This early? Probably not. Um, and the, there's actually a few nurses that I work with that are like older and they have some other health issues and they declined it. And there was never any pressure from work to get it or anything. Wow. Um, but just because I am like in the unit every day, I was like, I definitely feel like I need this. But I think if I wasn't a nurse, I would have gotten it like when it became... Um, available to the public, but like I wouldn't have been like first in line, like please mm-hmm. give it to me now. I think I would have been like, I've been fine this whole time. Like there's no rush. I'll get it when it's around. But you know, I don't. I don't need to like line up right this second. You know. You talk about the unit. You literally, mm-hmm. and I found this out because I knew you were a nurse. And I mean, shoot, when I first met you, as I was starting to date Lady I Fancy, it was like you were you were still I think educating yourself, right? I mean, yeah, still in school. Yeah, you are a. Bonus- I had, like just started school. You are a bona fide nurse in a COVID unit. So you literally are going into a place where you're surrounded by people with COVID. I want to ask you all about this coming up next. Sam, 
who is uh, a nurse with us. She's up and Adam in the morning. More on the way. Up and Adam in the morning. This is Up and Adam in the Morning. I love being Up and Adam. and Adam. Coast 104.5 and Up and Adam in the Morning. On the phone, Sam. She is a nurse at a COVID unit downtown LA. She's a friend, a good friend of Lady I Fancy. And I originally wanted to bring her on because she had the COVID vaccine. So we asked her all about the COVID vaccine. And you can, we'll put this, we'll post this interview so you can hear it again in its entirety. I've been fascinated. You literally are working in a COVID unit surrounded by people with COVID. Yes, and you know what's interesting? It's like you go through school, you, and like I finished school, gosh, in April of 2020, and so my last term was like when COVID was kind of starting, and then I get this job, and they didn't even mention that it was a COVID unit until like a few days before I started because this unit that I'm on is usually the stroke unit. So they kept like throughout my interview and job offer and everything, it's like, oh, you're going to be on the stroke unit, and this is the, you know, the education you're going to get and all this stuff, and then I'm kind of like feeling like, okay, where's the COVID unit in this hospital? Like, I'm kind of curious. And and then I, I inquired about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's four south. That's your You're like, about to find what? out. <laughs> yeah, I said, you guys be kidding me. But, you know, I mean, I, not that I would have declined it, but in my, I feel like you should have, like, told me that in the beginning. Right, yeah. <laughs> that should have been on, like, you know, in, like on the sticker of the car. You know, like, got to let me know what's up. Exactly. Um, okay, so give give me the lowdown. What do you wear? What are you doing? And have you ever have you gotten it yet? I have not gotten it yet. Luckily, um, so this is the, the routine. Is I I arrive to work and um, I keep my work shoes like in this little bin in the back of my car with like a Lysol can. So like I'll get dressed here at home and I'll wear my slides. I'll drive to work, change my shoes in my car. Then when I get onto the unit, there's um, they supply us with scrubs there, so I change. And then we've got shoe coverings, hair coverings, obviously our N95s, and then we wear a mask, a surgical mask over that, our face shield, gown gloves. Um, so we keep that N95 on the whole day. I don't take it off only when I, like, go eat. And then I'll, I'll change the mask on the outside. And I'll change my gloves and gown and everything like that between patients. And then at the end of the day, I can change out of those scrubs, um, put my clothes back on, go back to my car. I spray my shoes down, my bag down, all that stuff, clean my steering wheel. And then I luckily that's been, that's been enough for me. I haven't been, I haven't gotten it yet, but other nurses on my unit have. So it's like a little scary, you know, but are you scared I think to get you it? just have to be diligent. You do. Um, Personally, I think I would be okay if I, I got you it. You would, of course. But, no, I don't want to miss work. I don't want to yeah. have to take time off. I don't want to have to, you know, worry about. Oh gosh, did I see another friend? Or oh gosh, did I possibly infect somebody else at work? Yeah. Did I like touch something in the break room that you know everybody touches and not wipe it down? Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's kind of the thing. Like, but personally, like the illness in me, I'm not too worried. How traumatic and what is the dynamic of what you see and hear and experience and the conversations you're having with these people? The patients? Yeah. Um, So when I started, it was like kind of in that nice little lull. Like our unit was partly COVID, partly we had like a clean side and a dirty side is what they called it. So we had some patients that were there for strokes that were normal patients for our unit. And then we had our COVID side, 
And I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. And, like, people were not dying all the time or anything. And then, gosh, it was, like, mid-December, early December, whenever that surge started. I think we started with eight positive COVID patients in our unit. And our unit holds 40. And then within, like, eight to ten days, it was full. ICU was full. And now our hospital has 118 positive COVID patients. And every shift, there is a death. At least one. I mean, it's like. Wow, that's heavy. Just just hearing you say that, like, that just hit me kind of hard. Wow. Yeah. And like, I luckily the patients that um, have passed while I've taken care of them, luckily, you know, the thing with COVID is that these patients have the capacity to just kind of tank. You know, they'll be doing okay for several days. You're like, oh, gosh, you know, they're not improving, but, like, I think they're okay. And then in the matter of a couple days, they make a left turn, and it's a hard turn. Are these older people, though? Are these people who have already? Mostly. Yeah. They're mostly older people. They're mostly people that have an underlying disease. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, thankfully, like, the conversations that I have with family, it's like I they kind of know it's coming. But then there's sometimes that, like, luckily, I haven't had this happen to one of my personal patients. But some of these patients just literally tank so quick that, like, nobody knows. And then some of my coworkers are calling family members that are, like, totally unassuming. They're like, oh, last I heard they were doing, like, relatively okay. Like, what do you mean they died? Now, what and about somebody who has? So hard. I know. Oh my god. Well, what about somebody who has underlying conditions, but they're still relatively young—thirties, forties, fifties—and these mm-hmm. people get it. They they mostly get over it. Yeah, mostly get over it. They do. But like like, like, like that, overweight. That let's say someone's overweight. Let's say someone has diabetes. Let's say someone yeah. has hypertension. Maybe not all of them, but maybe here or there, one or two of those. But they're in their forties or fifties. They'll probably get over it, right? Yeah, they should. Um, yeah. I. I've had, uh, I had a patient actually recently, he was 27 years old. He, I think his only history was that he was obese. Yeah. Um, he was in there for about a week. We had to have him on some heavy duty oxygen. He was never like, so there's this thing called a high flow oxygen machine. And that's like the step above intubation. Mm. And he was the step below the high flow, which was called a non rebreather mask, which that's like, a, that's a lot of oxygen you're getting. And so he was dependent on that for several days. And then we were able to wean him down, and he he ended up going home. He recovered. Mm. Um, but that's the youngest I've seen. But typically, yeah. How old you know, did you say? Twenty five. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Damn. But I can't imagine like that. That happens to you at twenty seven. Like you are you are getting your life in order. You are working out, and then you're just hoping like you are hoping like God, yeah. I hope you know because there's there's stories of like what sticks, what 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 affects you and affects the body even after this. I don't know. It's. The whole thing is, let me ask yeah. you from a personal standpoint, yeah, you're a gal who's healthy in her 20s. Are you, any, but you there's so much responsibility with the, the job you have. Are you, are you seeing friends? Do you, are you dating? Or like, what's, what's your personal life like right now? Yeah, it's been interesting. So I have, um, like, one of my very close friends is an ER nurse in Riverside, and he, he also works COVID. And so him and I kind of feel like, okay, we can hang out, and we don't really feel guilty about seeing each other. Because we both have kind of like a similar level of exposure. Yeah. And um, so that's something that I see. And then I do have like one girlfriend that she does, uh, the company she works for does COVID testing. So she knows that she's seeing people. So that's a, a comfortable place. 
Um, and then um, I have been on a few dates and everything, and I do preface it by saying, like, hey, I'm a COVID nurse. and wow. you know, Talk about a turn on. Stop. <laughs> and I'm like, this is your disclaimer. Like, I have a no, you know, I totally get it. There's no hard feelings if this is, like, something you want to stay away from. Right. And it has not been a deterrent at all. In fact, I feel like I'm, I'm getting asked out more than I ever have. And I'm like, this is so interesting. But, like, the dating has been kind of hard because I get so exhausted that I just, like, I'm working nights, so the communication is already kind of hard right. to, you know, keep up. And then... I just kind of need, I need my rest. And so you do, you really do for sure. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a very fun person to date right now. Like I can maybe go see somebody like every 10 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Sam is up in Adam in the morning. She's a nurse at a COVID unit. We we're talking about her experience taking the vaccine last week, but also just to be a nurse right now. Yeah. But a nurse in a COVID unit, that is heavy. So to kind of get this, you know, this mix of how, your personal life is really affected by all that. It's really interesting. We're going to come back. We're going to continue. Got a few more questions for Sam. It's been a really interesting conversation. More on the way. Coast 104.5 and Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Coast 104.5, Up and Adam in the morning. A really interesting conversation. We've been uh, talking to my friend Sam. She is a nurse at a downtown L.A. hospital COVID unit. I mean, the real deal, what this gal is seeing. She just had the COVID vaccine, and you got to, we'll post the whole interview in its entirety because that was really interesting. We were just talking a few minutes ago about, you know, just life. I mean, you are a woman in her 20s. You know, it's like mixing, you know, you're working nights, 7.30 p.m. to 7.30 a.m., mixing a, a personal life, perhaps a dating life. I can't even imagine dating in COVID period, but to be a, a COVID nurse and dating during this time, I mean, that's really something. It is interesting, but it is like so funny about like how many, I don't know. I just feel like there's been so many offers lately. And I'm like, this is just kind of hilarious. Like, well, you're catch, Sam. Hilarious. You gotta, well, I appreciate it, but it's like, man, like this is gotta, like probably the most difficult time. And I'm like the least available I've ever been. And write a book. You, you know, need to write a but, book. Do you like journal? Do you like writing? You like journaling and stuff? You know what? I have before, but I have not done it recently. But that's I mean, a good idea. If you don't have, I know this. I know time is like the last thing you have right now. But honestly, I was thinking about this, like, and I kind of, you know, was mentioning this to you a few minutes ago. Like, you are in a really unique position and time of where this all happened. And mm -hmm. I mean, one, it's like to be a nurse and start this journey of your passion and your field right at this position in the calendar and in our lives as a civilization to pursue this passion of yours at this time. I mean, it's heavy. What about that aspect of everything I just explained resonates with you? Yeah. I mean, I, my dad made a comment somewhere the other day. He goes, you don't have to pick up a history book right now. Like you're living here. Like this is so crazy. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, happening so quickly and everything I feel like I'm not letting it really set in it's just like hey I get up and I have to go to work and I have to get stuff done and then I come home and it's like rest as much as you can eat as much as you can and then go back and do it again and so I feel like I'm not going to feel the gravity of it all until maybe like a year or two later when I kind of get into nursing post-COVID and I can look back and say oh my god I mean I talk about it with my coworkers all the time they've actually several of them have made the comment like 
you know, like this is this is such a hard job right now. Like if I was you getting a new like right out of school, I would not have taken this job. And I'm like, really? And they're talking about quitting and they're talking about retiring this stuff and they're like, This is just too much and I feel like I need the normalcy to kind of compare it because this is kind of all I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're literally coming in right now. I mean, like you said, you got all official in April of 2020. You know what? Yeah. This could be something huge. We should, let me just talk about this off the air, but you should explore, and I would, I would help you do it, a podcast where we, and here's the, here's the, two, the, two, here's the two folds. I could just pepper you with questions just like this. Mm-hmm. And also, I would ask you to, during your day, or at least at the end of every night, get into your notes on your phone and just record like a voicemail to yourself. Like, oh, that's genius. Uh, and, and then what we would do is like once a week or bi-weekly, whatever, we would listen to all those, go back, you would talk about those feelings that you had in the moment, and mm-hmm. then I would just pepper you with questions like oh, we, every once or two weeks. I mean, this could be something that a lot of people would really be, I mean, I'm listening to you right now, completely fascinated. I'm so happy. I mean, like, I wish people could see, like, what it's like in there um, because it is kind of nuts. Like, I've had some experiences where I'm like, this just cannot be real. Like, I know that I haven't been a nurse that long, but I know this is freaking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for example, um, not last night, but the night before, I had a patient that passed. And, um, you know, we're all at a ratio right now, which means we're taking more patients than what California law allows. And so there's, like, all these waivers going around, like, approving that we're, I guess, like, okay to take these patients and whatever. And so, anyways, one of my patients passed. I, you know, fam- we're allowing family to come and see, like, we'll do a family visit for, like, that kind of case. Yeah. And that's it. You know, and then it's time for me to take this patient to the morgue. And I go down there, and the morgue is plumb full. So then I got to call the nursing office and say, hey, like, what am I supposed to do with this patient because the morgue is full? And I'm not even joking, like verbatim, my, um, the, the Dallas nursing office says, well, have you doubled up yet? And I said, uh, I beg your pardon? And she's like, yeah, pick the two skinniest people in the morgue and stack them together and start stacking people on top of each other. Oh, my God. And wow. I was like, are you serious? And so I went back down there and... It, I didn't even, like, I just glanced in the morgue when I had first gone down there, and I was like, oh, that's full. But when I went down there and, like, really looked to see, like, okay, I guess, like, who can I stack together? I didn't realize, like, most of the gurneys down there already had two people on it because everybody's in, like, the same white body bag. And it's like, oh, my God, once you, like, really look, it's like that is two people there because it kind of can look like one. And so I, it took me a while to even find a gurney that only had one body on it. Sam, we're, do, we're doing a podcast, like, Sam. insane. We're doing yeah, a podcast. Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. This <laughs> is huge. Wow. I mean, like, this is huge. Yeah. That's I really, I mean, what you're, what you're, I know, and it's so heavy, and what you're doing is so huge right now, and I don't know, I mean, from knowing you personally and getting to know you for the last few years of being with Lady I Fancy and... Uh, seeing you literally come out of your education into this at this time, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell you how like thankful I am for your service, grateful that you're willing to share it, and um, just like I'm really proud of you. I'm just really proud oh of you. Oh my gosh, I mean so much. I'm sure your parents are and your family and your friends just must be so like just proud to be to know you. So well, it was super cool that you're doing this and and have such a great spirit about it. Like your patients are lucky to know you. Oh my god, thank you so much. I feel 
it's just so like we're so stressed. Yeah. There's just so much stress at work. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way from like being there emotionally for the patient because you're to make sure that yeah. aren't going to saturate and not rushing around. And I don't have that much time to like really sit there and like be there for the patient. It makes me sad, you know? Right. Well, that's why you became a nurse, yeah. is to be there for the patient. Yeah. Hey, yeah, um, exactly. you, ever, you ever gotten hit on by one of your patients? Yes, I have. Yeah. How does that um, go down? <laughs> you know, you kind of just say, oh, it's, you know, that's very sweet of you. Uh, ha ha, thank you. Okay, well, I'll be back to check Okay, let, let's, do a, little, let's do a little role playing. So I'm like, hey, so when I get my taste and smell back, maybe I could take you out to dinner. Like, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? Oh, I usually say I'm married. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I just say I'm married. Oh, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. But I am married. Blah blah blah. And you know, that's kind of that. Good for you. That's a great way to put it. Great way. Yeah, to end it. it's just easy. Yeah, I don't say. Oh, I don't mind how much. It's like you kind of pick up really efficient end. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we got we got to catch up again sometime, and yes, we I definitely have more to talk to. And I think there's something in the works here. There really should be because this is a time, like your dad said, you're living history right now, and I yeah. think that should be recorded. Yeah, absolutely. And the record, you know, once the vaccine is available to the public, I just encourage people to get it. It's something that'll help out, you know, not just you, but the people you see, the people, you know, your family members, and everything. So we can all work together to slow this thing down. Let's talk yeah, after you get let's let's talk again after you get dose number two. Sounds good. All right, Sam, you've been awesome. I really appreciate you being up and Adam in the morning. I love it. Thank you so much, Adam. Up and Adam in the morning. This is up and Adam in the morning. I love being up and Adam and Adam.